You are listening to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast with Monica Louie, episode number 77. Welcome to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast, where we help online entrepreneurs grow their influence, amplify their impact, and scale their businesses all the way to seven figures. And now, here's your host, Monica Louie. Hey, hey, thank you so much for joining me for the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. I'm Monica Louie, and welcome to episode 77. I am so excited to bring you today's episode. I have got a very special guest with me today, and we are talking all about planning and launching a successful flash sale. But before we dive into the episode, if you are new to the podcast and you don't know me yet, I want to welcome you. I'm Monica Louie. I'm a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, and I run a successful ads agency where my team and I manage ads for six and seven figure online businesses. I'm also the creator of Flourish with Facebook ads, which is my online training program that teaches my step-by-step system for creating campaigns that convert. My team and I have managed more than two and a half million dollars in ad spend, and we've served more than 1,000 students and clients. We are in the trenches every single day, keeping a pulse on what's working now in the world of Facebook and Instagram ads. And while I absolutely love teaching about Facebook and Instagram ads, the goal of this podcast is to discuss what it really takes to build a seven-figure online business. And incorporating flash sales into your launch calendar can be a great way of boosting your revenue. So my guest on the show today is my super sweet, clever, and creative copywriter and content manager, Sierra Robertson. Sierra joined me for a few episodes a couple of months ago, and since she's been so instrumental in helping me plan and execute our flash sales, I invited her back on to help me share our process with you. So in this episode, we talk about the pros and cons of flash sales and the results of the ones that we've done over the past few years. We also share some of the out-of-the-box themes that we've done and some that you may want to implement yourself. And we also break down the seven steps to planning and launching a successful flash sale that will help you to boost your revenue and help more people with your products, services, and programs. So let's get to it. Before we dive in, I want to make sure you know that you can find all the links and resources that are mentioned in today's episode at monicalouie.com slash 77. That's M-O-N-I-C-A-L-O-U-I-E dot com slash the number 77. All right. Let me welcome Sierra Robertson to the show. Hey, hey, Sierra. Thank you so much for joining me again on the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. It's always fun chatting with you on the podcast and also off. So I'm just really excited about our conversation today about flash sales. We're going to have a lot of fun. Oh, I'm so excited, Monica. But before we get into flash sales, which are one of my favorite topics, I'm really excited to talk with you about it because I feel like we've got a great strategy that others could definitely use. But I know that you just got back from a super cool event and you haven't told me anything about it yet. And I want to hear all about it. Do you want to share I would love to. Yes. I've been so looking forward to sharing about it with you. So I was just at the Ramsey Solutions Influencer event in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And so Ramsey Solutions, this is Dave Ramsey's large, amazing, amazingly successful business. And his radio show was the inspiration for Mike and I to get out of debt 
all those years ago. It feels like so long ago now. But so because of listening to Dave Ramsey's radio show every day, that inspired us to get out of debt. So we ended up paying off $120,000 of debt in two years, all in a single middle-class income when our kids were a little bitty. And so it felt very full circle to be going to this Ramsey event and be invited to it. It was an invite only event. There were just about 60 attendees there. So it was a smaller scale event and it was invite only. And so it was just really an honor to get to go. And also what's funny is that a lot of people don't know this is that I found Dave Ramsey because I remember I was in my corporate job, just starting to think about how I could potentially one day become my own boss. And I didn't, I had no idea what that would look like. But the very first podcast that I ever, 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 ever started listening to was the Entree Leadership Podcast, which is his mm, that's a good one. business podcast. And so it's about all about entrepreneurship and leadership. And I was like, well, that kind of interests me. I want to learn more about those things. And really my focus was just on learning about the leadership side of things because I was still kind of coming to terms with the idea of maybe one day being my own boss. But so I found that podcast. And then when we realized that we needed to be more intentional with our money, I was like, well, I've been listening to this podcast by Dave Ramsey, but I think he also does something with money. And so it's just kind of funny as then I <laughs> a discovered something. a little something as I discovered, you know, well, that was his entire brand for, you know, at least 20 years before he even started the Entree Leadership Wing. I was like, wow. So Entree Leadership, which is has like, I've learned so much about business and being a leader and an entrepreneur from that podcast that I was like, wow, that's only a small sliver of what this guy does. So, and then I realized like just what his business was and just became in awe of that. And I feel like he's just such an inspirational figure, whether you, you know, agree with all of his money rules and, and all of those things or not, he's impacted millions and millions of lives over his 30 you know year career. So just an inspirational figure in, in my life and what is possible if you have a mission and you are, you know, committed to helping other people anyway. So it was, it was an incredible event. We got there. Well, it started Wednesday night. They bust us over to Ramsey headquarters. So we got to see their newish building. They said they moved in just last year and then they're also building an identical building next to it. And so they're already bursting at the seams in this building. And then they're going to add like a stadium or something on that campus. It's going to be a full, full campus. And of course they do everything debt-free. They pay in cash to build these amazing buildings. They have 900 plus employees now and we got to have a tour, but then also the, there were two more days of the event and Rachel Cruz and Chris Hogan and Dr. John Deloney, some of their Ramsey personalities got to speak to us and share kind of behind the scenes about their speaking careers and writing their books and building their products and, and just what it's like to be a Ramsey personality. But also they gave us these amazing workshops on becoming a better public speaker, which is something I'm definitely focused on. And there was another one about branding and I took so many notes. I have pages and pages of notes that I need to go over with you because Mm. I can't wait for you and I to just geek out on all of this stuff. It was amazing incredible value. And I didn't have to pay a dime to attend. I just had to cover my flight and hotel, but it was just an honor to be invited to go. So it was really an incredible, memorable experience. As I said, it felt like it was just coming full circle with where I started and what even got me started thinking about one day becoming my own boss. And then really inspiring our debt-free story, which led to me, you know, learning Facebook ads, which here we are today, you know? So anyway, just an incredible, very memorable experience and such great people. The, the 
Ramsey team, but then also all the attendees, just really amazing people doing wonderful things. So always blessed to be in the company of other people who are, are looking to help the world and make an impact. Yeah, that's so cool. I, I've listened to Dave Ramsey for a long, long time. That saxophone he has in his intro music was something I remember hearing a lot in the backseat of the car when I was a kid and stuff. You know, I've listened to him for, I don't know, my parents used to listen to him a lot when I was younger. And I think one of the things that definitely has always set his podcast apart is the fact that, as well, especially the, the Dave Ramsey show, right, where he talks about personal finance, but is that he's highlighting real people's real stories. Yes. And I think that's the thing that's so inspirational is that he had, he built a reputation and obviously a lot of us go to him as an expert, but it's because he was able to offer that, like, he wasn't just a guy on high who figured it out for himself. He was somebody who made a system that would work for other people. And then they were able to tell their stories and they were able to own it. And that's, I think the really cool thing that a lot of us kind of in the online space have the opportunity to do is to give back to that community and to, to be a leader in it, to inspire it, to give some structure, to be a guide for others, but also to then be able to kind of step out of that limelight a little bit and highlight those other stories that that grow out of that culture or that right. system that you create. Yeah. And so they actually talked about the fact that he, you know, does that so well and always featuring callers and having the debt-free screams on his show. So if you haven't listened to the Dave Ramsey show, you should definitely listen to it because I mean, you will get great financial advice and it will inspire you to, you know, pay off your debt and invest more and save money for the future of your family and leave a legacy. But also just the way that he runs his business and featuring his listeners and their amazing success stories. That's what, it wasn't Dave Ramsey himself that inspired us to get out of debt. It was a family that shared their debt-free scream, shared their story. And, you know, I looked at them and saw that they were similar to us. And so if they could do it, then so could we. And so they actually, one of the speakers mentioned that he has been doing that and, you know, for, for years, but that strategy is outlined perfectly in the story brand book by Donald Miller, which, you know, you and I are huge fans of, and we Mm -hmm. buy that book for everybody who comes on our team because it really lays out the structure of making the customer, the hero, and that you're just the guide in their journey. And that's very much how Dave positioned himself as he got started with his radio show so many years ago but that is really what the most successful businesses do. So anyway, so as you are building your business, think about that, how you can position yourself as the guide to the people that you help and really make your customer and potential customers the hero along their journey. So anyway, if you haven't, if you, they did call out that book and it's an amazing book. So if you haven't read Story Brand yet by Donald Miller, you definitely need to grab yourself a copy. But that that framework is what my team and I use in being able to represent our clients on our ads agency side of the business, what we use to represent our clients well and create ads for them and understand their ideal customer avatar and then how to position their offers for the for those potential prospects. So anyway, definitely recommend the book. I want to dive into mm-hmm. the topic that we're here to talk about today, though. Yes. That was just Side note, because it's very exciting to be able to go to that event. So today we're talking about flash sales, which is something that you and I are very excited about. And we thought it would be really helpful for our listeners to learn kind of our process on what the benefit of flash sales are. So maybe you've thought about doing a flash sale in the past, or maybe you've never tried it, but you're not really sure what's involved. 
in it and if it's going to be worth your time. But it is something that has worked very successfully for us and our business and helping to promote Flourish with Facebook ads, my signature program, teaching people to create high converting Facebook ad campaigns themselves through following my process, the system that I've put together so that you can very successfully implement that for yourself and have great success with Facebook ads and take the overwhelm and the you know intimidation factor away from it. I walk you through it in that program. So it's something that we've done over and over time and time again to great success. And I know this is something that many other successful entrepreneurs, online business owners will use as well. So we kind of just wanted to walk through the benefits of doing that strategy of implementing it. Also, you know, want to share some of those cons that of, you know, the things to look out for, but then we want to share some ideas for you that you can implement in your own business and kind of walk you through exactly how we think of it and how we plan ahead for it. But the results for our business is that we've consistently been able to double our core sales from month over month from our evergreen sales funnel. So we have an evergreen sales funnel that's ongoing that brings in consistent sales for Flourish. But then when we do this flash sale strategy, which we don't do all the time, we try to be strategic with the timing of when we're doing it so that we're not constantly promoting. But when we do these flash sales, then we're able to double our sales and you know that helps to boost our revenue for the month. So definitely something that you should consider. So Sarah, what do you have to add to that? Yeah, I would say that these kind of dovetailing a little bit into what you're just saying after the Dave Ramsey event and talking about story brand, you know, I think one of the things that's really important is building relationship with your audience and making sure that they see the value of you being the person that they can learn from or that they can work with or whatever, you know, whatever your product may be. And you want to do it in a way that makes them build that connection with you because, you know, we can all, the reality is that you can buy the similar products from lots of people, but if you want to have a, a strong relationship with your customer, they need a reason to buy from you. And so I like flash sales because I think they can be some really nice opportunities to meet your customer where they are or to share a little bit more into kind of your story and your background. And those two things together, I feel like really build that relationship that makes a flash sale super successful. And I I think they're super fun to put on. I love looking at the calendar and and seeing kind of, hmm, where can we, where can we fit in some little pockets of value for our audience and, and how can we onboard them and get them really excited about it? So I, I love, I love doing flash sales. Yeah. And so, so that everybody knows you are my copywriter and my content manager. And so we work very closely on these. So you're the one drafting the emails and the social media posts. And of course I review and everything gets my blessing and, and edits before they go live. But so that's where you and I really put our heads together about how we can get creative with kind of introducing, you know, a sale that will entice people to buy because it's a limited time discount. So that's the way that we do it. But you could do when you're on, when you have your own flash sale is that you could have an extra bonus that maybe goes away. It could be that it's open cart, closed cart if your product is not evergreen. So there are a bunch of different ways that you can that you can do a flash sale. But for us, it's usually a discount off of Flourish that we will tie into the time of year or whatever's happening that we kind of want to bring attention to. So the benefits of a flash sale strategy is that it's not as laborious to put together because it's primarily over organic channels, usually than like a big launch. So a big launch, when you look at a big launch, you are 
planning to do, maybe it's a webinar, maybe it's a live, like we just did a live challenge. It could be a video series. There's usually a lot of prep and planning that goes into it. And then you're, you know, going all out with ads, posting everywhere, emailing, you've got all these, you know, different email series and you're usually planning and getting people warmed up to the idea and invited into the webinar or challenge or whatever it may be weeks before it actually goes live. You may be bringing in your affiliates to help spread the word and bring in more sales. And it really is, you know, if you've done the launch, the launch strategy, it can be very time intensive, but then also, you know, it requires a lot of energy to put together. Whereas a flash sale, it can be just very simple where you say, okay, this weekend, then I'm going to have a short little sale. I'm going to promote it via email. Maybe you do some social media. Maybe I want to do some ads. And that's something that you can decide if you want to, if you want to add some ads to this strategy, I certainly, you know, wouldn't object, <laughs> but, but it can be just much lower key and it can be something that you kind of schedule ahead of time and then go, and you can decide how much you want to put into it and then how much maybe you don't want to put into it. So you could be doing the the daily Facebook lives and Instagram lives to let people know about what's going on, but it's totally up to you. You don't have to. So we like to take a, just a more simple approach for our flesh sales, where it's just, we'll send some emails, let people know about the sale. Those people that have been interested in Flourish that you know kind of want to get off the fence and take advantage of the discount, we'll jump in and do so. We'll post around our social media channels and, you know, sometimes we'll decide to do ads and other times we won't. We'll just say that we want to just keep it simple. So it really is up to you about how much you want to put into it. Yeah, it's uh, I like it because that customizability, right? It's you can, you know, we've we've had a couple of instances where, you know, you had an idea and the like the window of opportunity was just maybe seven or 10 days out. And because we decided to go for a relatively low key strategy, you know, we chose just the components that we really felt confident in that we could get out in the next week. We were able to, you know, really quickly get that copy together, get it out on social, get it out in email and ended up doing very successfully with it. And it was because we didn't put that pressure on ourselves to have this massive launch and have to do all this backend work. And you didn't have a huge commitment of needing to, you know, be on, camera certain times a day, every day or anything like that, we were able to take an idea and put it into fruition and have success with it very quickly. So I like it for that. But you also can tease it out and expand it until it's nearly as big and elaborate as a full, you know, hard launch, if you were to think of it that way too. Yeah. And so in episode 70, I talked about the Facebook ad strategy that every online business should have. And I'll just, you know, spoiler alert, tell you what that is. <laughs> if you haven't listened to that episode, you should definitely go back and listen to it. You can find that at monicalouie.com slash 70. But really it is that every online business should have an evergreen Facebook ad strategy, whether that is to grow your email list or to drive traffic, something where you are consistently building those warm audiences. And so when you add in the flash sales, to that evergreen strategy, because you're consistently building up your warm audiences and bringing new people into your world, that's when you can have great success with this strategy. So I think the two coordinate really well. There's the you know evergreen kind of long-term strategy and then the flash sale, which is the short-term promotion. So let's share a few of the cons in, in this strategy. So what are, what is, what are the downers about the strategy, Sierra? Well, one of the first ones, of course, is that, and I'm sure many you've heard this from many other places too, is that, you know, live launches do tend overall to outperform 
non-live or, you know, pre-scheduled lower key kinds of promotions. But that can be really context dependent. So, you know, it depends a lot on your audience and the kind of offer you're giving. But, you know, overall, when you look at everybody who launches, you tend to have more success when the launch is live. So that means it incorporates some component of, you know, the leader, the business leader, or whoever's the, the main personality. In our situation, obviously, it's Monica, but depending on how your business is. A lot of face-to-camera time, a lot of needing to be present on social in live videos, or you need to be recording a lot of content, or maybe you're doing a webinar or you're doing a challenge. So, you know, all the pre-planning leads into then having this big window of activity. And that can that kind of activity can get a lot of buzz, can get people really excited. It gives them an opportunity to, you know, live interface with the business owner or with the teacher, whoever, you know, your personality. And that can really seal the deal for a lot of people. So that when the offer comes, they're like, yes, absolutely. So on the whole, yes, live launches can outperform colder launches. But as I said, not always, not always true. And it does take a lot of front end work, right? It's because for us, we tend to plan out quite far in advance and we like to have a, you know, be very strategic in it. It does mean that, you know, you're doing a lot of copywriting ahead of time. You're writing a lot of social, you're getting your graphics together. So like all those pieces need to be ready before you even get started on the sale. So it is a lot of front end work. If your timing is poor or your execution's poor, you may not necessarily make anything from it. That can happen. Hasn't happened for us, but certainly it is well within the realm of possibility of things that can happen sometimes. And because it is a little less engaging, you know, it's not a live webinar, there's not uh, that face to camera time, you may not get as much feedback about why you succeeded or failed as would be helpful, right? There's a lot that you can learn very quickly when you are talking to people live that can help you do better the next time. And you may not get quite the same amount of engagement. So you may not be able to learn as quickly from one, you know, challenge to the next, if you're actually doing it in this, you know, more low key, less engaging kind of way. Yeah. But I would add that every time we do any kind of promotion, whether it's a big launch or a flash sale around Flourish, that there's always increased interest after it ends. And I'll have a few more sales come in after it ends just because people have learned about it, but maybe they didn't take advantage, you know, on time, but I'll have a few more sales than normal after it it's ended. And I think it's because of that increased attention to it. So even though you may not hit your goal during the flash sale timeframe, that you still may likely see an increase in sales and interest and curiosity and traffic after it ends as well. So that's why I think looking at your launch calendar, I think that throughout the year, you should definitely have your evergreen strategy going. I definitely am a huge fan of an evergreen sales funnel, but then I think that you should add in maybe one or two big, you know, large scale launches, but then also in between add in some of these flash sales throughout the year. And of course, it's totally up to you how many you feel comfortable doing and you know what your team can handle. But adding this in can really help to spike those sales in between your, your large launches. All right, so let's share some of the themes that we have done and then we'll share some other ideas that we've thought of that you may want to implement as well. So Sierra, you've been really the, the creative force in, in helping us plan some of these. So why don't you share some of the, some of the more fun ones that we've done? 
Yeah. Some of the out of, out of the box ideas. <laughs> yeah. We've done some really, really fun, really, really fun topics. So let's see, we had, there was one year that there was a confluence between Valentine's day and your grandmother's 99th birthday. And so that was a really fun flash. That was the one I was kind of hinting at before where, you know, you had this idea very quickly and we were able to put it to action and have a really nice little sail around it. And it was just a really fun, friendly kind of topic. It was very loving. We were talking about Valentine's Day. We were talking about your grandma and, you know, her nearly one century on earth. Uh, We got to share some sweet pictures of her with your kids, that four generation gap there. It was really cool. So we had a fun sale for the Valentine's Day plus your grandma's 99th. We did $99 off on Flourish. We did, I saw that on the calendar, looking ahead again, you know, if you look at the calendar, you can kind of coordinate with days that maybe are symbolic for you or symbolic for your audience. So you, of course, having had a long history as a dancer, I saw that International Dance Day was coming up on the calendar. And so we did a flash dance, flashback, flash sale (laughs) and got to talk all about, we made so many like in sync. 90s song references and we got to share some pictures. Let me catch everybody up. So I (laughs) I'm gonna date myself a little bit here, but I I did go to or high school in the 90s, the late 90s. And so that's when InSync was making it big. Hello, Justin Timberlake. And I was on dance team in high school. And we have very, very, very embarrassing photos of me wearing way too much blush. If you think I wear a lot of makeup now, oh my gosh, you have not seen anything until you've seen my high school dance team pictures. But anyway, so, so we we brought some of that fun and flair and then it let, you know, our audience know a little bit more about me. And of course, if you are a dancer or you grew up dancing, then it helped to like, you know, share that we have that in common. So that was, that was a really fun one. And I got a lot of great feedback about like sharing those pictures, which was kind of mortifying, but I was like, <laughs> I, I knew that I knew that it'd be fun to, to kind of laugh at myself. So yes, we did. We did do that one. That was your idea, but it was, it was a lot of fun. That one was super fun. And then of course we try to, as often as we can do something around your birthday too, because it's, you know, a very important day for you and it's a great day for you get a gift and so does your audience. (laughs) Happy birthday indeed. I think that's always fun to do something around your birthday, especially as you are building the relationship with your audience. I mean, so, you know, why not let them know that it's your birthday and have the, you know, give them a reason to celebrate you and then offer discount or a special bonus or something along those lines during that time. So, you know, just sharing your birthday can get a lot of engagement just organically, you know, on social, but then adding a, you know, special promotion around that time can certainly help that take off as well. Yeah, that's also just like a random side note can be a really nice way to get more engagement with your list. Even if they don't end up buying, we always get whenever we post that it's your birthday, we get on social and via email, we'll get tons of really, really sweet messages back from people who are opening and just replying and saying happy birthday, which is always fun too. Okay. So let's jump over to share some other ideas that we've thought of that could be great. And so the first one I want to share is this new year, new use, since it's timely, it's coming up that, you know, the new year is always a great time. We see this with ads, especially, but it's always a great time to be promoting something. People are ready to take action during the new year. They, you know, whether their goal is to get better with their finances or to lose weight or get healthier or whatever it is, people are so committed to, or taking their business to the next level. You know, people are so committed, so excited to just start that new year. Right. So that's 
a really great time. Even though if you see other people in your space doing promotions around that time, don't miss out on that. I definitely recommend if it makes sense that your audience is, com- is committed and excited to taking action, the new year is a great time. So new year, new you type theme can be really great. Yeah. Some other holidays that are always fun. You can do some kind of more off the wall ones like St. Patrick's Day or Valentine's Day or Memorial Day. A lot of those kind of marking of the seasons can be really nice. So maybe if you're anything in that kind of self-improvement, you can kind of catch that new year, new you wave, or you can catch it again, kind of in the spring cleaning time of year. You can get into, as you head into the fall, if you've got anything that kind of dovetails well into Black, um, not Black Friday, but uh, back to school. As people are heading back to school, they're setting new routines. This would be a really good time for people to get their food you know, budget in order or help their finances or set new routines with their family or declutter. Like Lots of different things can kind of tie into these different clear seasons of the year. Yeah. And of course, the timing of this episode, here we are releasing this episode in November. And so it's right before Black Friday, Cyber Monday. That's definitely that that is what sparked this idea for us to share this with you. So if you're, you know, if you haven't thought about doing Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale, it's not too late. You just need to get on your planning, but you can definitely make it happen. And so that's definitely a time where we see, you know, a lot of people doing those flash sale, limited time discounts or extra bonuses. So Black Friday, Cyber Monday is always a great time. And you can do, it doesn't have to be just on those days or just on that weekend. I usually like to start mine a little bit early because I know there's going to be a lot of people that are starting their sale on Black Friday. So I like to start mine a couple days earlier. And then sometimes we'll have it go a little bit longer. Like one of my clients is doing, they're doing a Black Friday sale, but then they're doing a Cyber Week sale. So they're doing two separate sales because they know that their audience is motivated to buy during this time. So, you know, that's something that you can think about too, is definitely looking ahead. If you, if you end up missing it this year, or you listen to this after Black Friday, then plan ahead in your calendar to consider adding a Black Friday or Cyber Monday sale. Even though there's a lot of people doing it, you can still make really great progress with your sales during that time. Yeah. And one other thing that you can maybe look forward on your calendar, if you get notified from someone for whom you are an affiliate, that if they are doing a sale and they're planning a promotion, you can totally incorporate that into your promotion plan too. And that would be a great opportunity for you to add a bonus to their sale to make a little bit of that affiliate income and build that relationship with that affiliate as well. And if it's something that makes sense for your niche and you know your audience could benefit from a similar or not similar, but a related product, something, you know, close to what you do, but that would complement what you do. That can be a really nice thing to incorporate into your calendar too. And especially if you're doing it with an affiliate, they might have some swipe resources to make prepping that flash sale even easier. We love that. Yes. I love that idea. And we've had great success doing affiliate promotions as well. Just, you know, take, you know, adding it in, if we can, you know, if we learn about it early enough and we can add it into our promotion calendar, then we like to do that, especially when it's a product that makes sense for our audience. So that's something that kind of will, you know, if they've got that swipe copy, it'll take a little bit of the work off of your plate to do as well. So All right. So let's dive into the steps. So now you've got your idea, you know what you want to do. So where do you get started with creating your flash sale? So the first one we've kind of talked (laughs) a lot about is decide what you're offering and what your timeframe is going to be. So everything from, you could do a super limited time deal on your biggest or best product, but you could, it could be a low cost 
no brainer type product. So maybe you have like a mini course or an ebook or something that you want to see a boost on. It could be a bundle of products and resources, or as we just mentioned, it could be an affiliate product. So really, you know, think about what might make sense for your audience. I know when we, cause we've done this with a couple of different products. We have the signature program flourish with Facebook ads, which is my big beefy program, but we've also done this around our, our introductory program. And I have seen that we'll get the same number of sales for during the flash sale. But then obviously the bigger, beefier program, we're making more money because it's a higher price product. So I just with my experience, I like to use this strategy for the the main product. You know, what is the what is the best product for my audience? And that's what that's what we'll use in our flash sale. But it could be a variation as well. So the second one is to pick a theme or a key date to work around. And Sarah, I'd love for you to chime in and kind of share your your thoughts around that. Yeah. So I love when you can look kind of ahead at your whole calendar and see those, you know, those big themes that you can predict are coming. So something like back to school season or, you know, looking ahead to International Dance Day or something like that, find your birthday on the calendar and kind of pace out when you're going to be doing these promotions. If you can do it at that high level, even still, even if you just are looking forward a week or two in advance and you're seeing that there's a date that you'd love to capture and turn into a flash sale, that's awesome. Whatever it is, pick that date and then decide when your cart is going to open. So we typically will do cart open on like a Thursday or a Friday and it'll stay open over the weekend and close end of day Monday. But you can play around with those dates. I've seen people do sales from a Tuesday to a Friday or whatever dates make sense for you. I think it's good to anchor it around a date that is meaningful or a time of year that is meaningful. So just pick those dates and choose your promo code set up all those kinds of codes and things for, you know, if they need a discount code or if they need a special link that they need to go to in order to take advantage of this deal, start figuring those things out. I think it's also really important to make it really easy and memorable. So if you're choosing a promo code and it's, you know, you're doing back to school, like BTS 2020 or 2021, right? Come up with something that's topical. So that promo code really sticks out for that sale. Yeah. So step one, just to recap, is to decide what you're offering. And then step two is to pick a theme or key date to work around. And so I will, spoiler alert, if you are interested in Flourish, we will be doing a Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale around that time frame. So you can join our email list at monicalouie.com slash guide. You can grab my free Facebook ad starter kit, and then you'll be notified when that comes out. But you can also, you know, follow on social, Instagram, Facebook. I'm at Flourish with Monica and you'll be seeing posts around that too. But the best thing to be notified about our flash sales, whether it's, you know, the Black Friday one coming up or any future ones is to be on the email list. So I just want to put that out there. You can go grab your free guide at monicalouie.com slash guide and you'll be notified. That's another, uh, as a consumer, that is something that I often try to do, right? A few weeks before all these big sales, I'll go and sign up for a lot of email lists just to, you know, be the first to know if there's a sale coming. Okay. So step two, pick your theme and key dates. Step three is to draft up the themed copy. So as I said, Sierra is my copywriter. I'm so blessed to have her. She's an amazing writer. And so she, she takes the lead on this part. So the first thing is to create your sales page with all the details. So do you want to kind of share what you do to kind of prep and plan and and what your process is for all of these things? 
Yeah. So we have a really nice little checklist that we go through. So it makes it super easy and almost routine for me to be able to plug in the details that need to change and communicate with the rest of the team to help make sure that you know we have all our bases covered for the promotion we're choosing to do. So we'll first step is I'll you know review the sales page and see, is there anything in here that needs to really be customized to speak to a particular pain point or theme that's going on right now. So for instance, if I was selling something that's more spring cleaning themed, there may be, I may want to push the tweak the copy just a little bit to make sure that I'm speaking to that new start, spring cleaning, getting ready for a new season kind of mood. A lot of your sales copy will probably be pretty evergreen, but you want to make sure also that there's really clear banners when the cart is open, when the promo is available and making sure that it's reiterated in your FAQs that this is limited time, all of those kinds of details. You want to go really fine tooth comb through your sales page, get all of those details ready, set up any order forms that you need or your cart, whatever your cart is managed and your coupon codes. If you have something like a chat widget, we use pure chat, which is free but you can use lots of different widgets that can be installed on your sales page so that people can just quickly chat with you if they have a question. Some people use things like ManyChat that connects with Facebook Messenger. So there are lots of options for that, but it's nice to have that on your sales page. Make sure it's firing correctly so that people can ask questions as they're reading through your sales page. I want to chime in because I definitely recommend having a chat widget on your sales page, even like, you know, whether you're doing a flash sale or not, I definitely recommend having a chat widget because we've learned so much about what are the questions that people are having or what's unclear maybe on the sales page, because we'll see those questions coming in. And we've also been able to, you know, help answer questions and convert people who are just wondering, well, you know, what exactly does the group coaching calls look like? Or, you know, they'll have questions like that where we can let them know exactly, you know, answer their question, but also kind of let them know, give them the information they need in order to make that decision of whether this is going to be the right program for them. So I highly recommend no matter what time of year to make sure that you have a chat widget on your sales page. All right, what comes next? Next after that is drafting all of your emails, your social. And if you're choosing to do any kind of Facebook ads or advertising, start getting that copy ready. So if you've got a bank of evergreen stuff that you can start revising, we love repurposing around here. So never start from scratch if you can, but starting from scratch is fine too. Like it can be as elaborate or as simple as you want it to be. So choose which platforms make most sense for you. If you want to do just to your email list, if you want to do email and social, if you want to do email, social and ads, great. But start drafting all that copy around around your theme. And if you've got a really specific theme, like when we did International Dance Day, we leaned heavy into that theme. So we were, you know, I was requesting Monica, literally get out your photo books and scan me some pictures of your you know, high school dance pictures so that we can incorporate those. And, you know, we were asking for really specific graphics that maybe are not always in our Rolodex of pictures that we pull from. So you want to get going with some of that copy and start getting an idea if you need specific and fancy resources like that to to get those ready. And if you're working with affiliates, if that's something you choose to do, if you want to include affiliates in that program or in your flash sale, 
make sure you get resources to them as early as you can so that they can successfully implement it into their own promotional calendar. Right. When working with affiliates, it's best to let people know as early as possible. And then you'll have, you know, you likely get more engagement from the affiliates and more people wanting to promote your flash sale, your, your promotion to their audiences. So that can be a really great way that you kind of magnify your reach of this sale, but then also, you know, bring in more customers. So, but make sure that you're planning ahead as much as possible if you're going to be incorporating affiliates into your promotion. My recommendation would be, you know, if you can do at least a month or two ahead of time, I know we'll get, we'll see, you know, from our affiliates or people that we're affiliates for that they'll be saying that they've got their promotion coming up next week. And it's like, well, we've already kind of got our plan for next week, but we would have loved to have a heads up sooner so that we could make it work to incorporate it and help, you know, get more eyes on their promotion. So the more lead time that you can give your affiliates, then the better it'll work out. All right. So step number one, decide what you're offering. Step number two, pick a theme or key date to work around. Step number three, draft up your themed copy. And then step number four is to finalize all the email and the organic social copies. So you want to draft it. So our process is Sierra will start to, to draft it and put it together. Then I'll review or we'll review together and I'll give her feedback and you know we'll she'll make edits as needed before we really start to schedule and, and push anything out. So if you're working with a graphic designer or maybe you're your graphic designer, then start working on those graphics, getting those ready to go for social media to include in your emails, et cetera and then schedule all of your emails and your social. So Sierra, I want to chime in about, since you're the one that takes the lead on that, what does that look like? Yeah. So once you've really got, you know, you're really happy with your content, you want to make sure that it's getting pushed out to all the places where it belongs, right? So you may be delegating that, you may be doing some of it yourself, but some of the places that I want to call out because we've had good success with really blanketing our organic spaces. There are lots of organic opportunities for you to share about your promotion. And we want to make sure that you can utilize all of them if you can. So in addition to getting all your email scheduled, getting all your social scheduled and whatever scheduling tools you use, you can also do some of these other organic placements. So things that we always like to change over are we change out our social media bios. So on your Instagram, on Twitter, change out those social media bios to reference that you're doing a sale. So those will need to change, you know, the day the sale opens, change out your social media cover photos and make sure you add a description to that photo. Cause that could be really, that photo is going to appear in your well, organic on Facebook audience. That's what feed. you're talking about. So on yes. Facebook, it'll appear as a post through the feed. So you never want it to be just a picture. You always want to make sure that you add the description with the call to action. Let people know where they can go to purchase. Let people know what the code is that they need to use the special you know, promo code. So give them all the details. You can... I'm sure there's a character limit, but you can put a lot of info there, have the bullet points of what they're going to learn, what the benefits are of the offer, all of that. So really make that, treat that like it's it's a one-off post. So that's specifically on Facebook, but you want to make sure that you're, you know, changing out your cover photos, take advantage of that real estate, you know, that virtual real estate on Twitter, on, on Facebook specifically, and let people know that this is happening. Yeah. A couple other placements. You can add it to your email autoresponder. If you have a white stamp signature or some other kind of email signature, you can make sure that you're promoting there as well. And then on your organic Facebook page, there's also that engagement button and you can change that out to link directly to your sales page as well. So a couple of organic placements that can be, that you can utilize for free. They're 
like you said, very free and available virtual real estate to help promote what you're doing. Yes. Okay. So step number four is to finalize all your email and organic social copy and begin to push it out. So step number five is to plan your ad campaigns. So this is something that you want to do before the flash sale, obviously. So you want to, you want to kind of go through these next steps that I'll share with you as you're planning out what this is going to look like. So the first thing you'll need to do is determine your budget. How much do you feel comfortable spending on ads? And ads, again, are one of these things that's completely optional. Sometimes we add ads to our flash sale. Other times we don't. And so, you know, sometimes you just don't have enough lead time. If it is one of those, you know, quick turnaround, like, oh, let's do this. You know, you know what would be so great? Let's push this out and take advantage of this special day that's coming up. When we do ads, then these are the steps that we kind of think through with the team. So determine the budget. It can be as little as five or $10 a day during this time frame, or you can, you know, go all out and spend hundreds or thousands of dollars a day. I mean, really, you're in control when it comes to Facebook and Instagram ads. So you can do a little or a lot here. So, and then the step, the second step is to select your audiences. So are you going to just be promoting this with your ads to your warm audiences only? So these are the people who maybe are on your email list. They're the people who visited your website, like your Facebook page, engage with Instagram. Those are some of the warm audiences that we'll typically promote to. And do you want to also test pushing this out to colder audiences, like lookalike audiences are my favorite type of cold audience. Or you can do the detailed targeting audiences where you are searching for the brands that, you know, an interest of people that have your audience. If you, my kind of rule on determining whether to incorporate the cold audiences in addition to the warm audiences, I think you should always, when doing a flash sale, be be targeting your warm audience specifically, because those are the ones that are going to convert at the highest rate most, most often. To determine if you also want to incorporate your colder audiences, like those lookalike audiences, then that is going to kind of be determined by your budget. So if you have a larger budget, then I would recommend go for it, test your colder audiences too. If you have a smaller budget, then you just want to focus that on your warm audiences to let Facebook know that you want as many people in those audiences to see these ads as possible. So that's kind of my rule there. So determine your budget, select your audiences, and then plan your ads. So this is where we like to repurpose, repurpose your graphics and your copy from step four that you finalize and incorporate those into your ads. If you want to, another optional type of ad that you can put together is a video ad. So you can do a behind the scenes of the offer of the product. You can share some testimonials. Those are just some other ad ideas, but definitely repurpose the graphics and the copy that you've already put together. And then you want to schedule your campaigns ahead of time. So the fourth step in putting together your ads plan for your flash sale is that you want to schedule everything ahead of time before it needs to go live. So if you are looking at doing a Black Friday or Cyber Monday promotion this year in 2020, as this episode is rolling out, Facebook told us that the drop the drop dead date to get your ads scheduled is November 19th, which is the day that this episode is, is going live. So if you're listening to this episode on the day it comes out and you want to do ads, then you got to get on it and get that scheduled today, according to Facebook. And the reason is that they know that there's going to be a lot of, a lot of advertisers going to be pushing out campaigns during the Black Friday, Cyber Monday timeframe. And because of that, there's going to be, they need longer lead times in order to get those ads through the review process. And so you just want to be ahead of that early on. 
if you are thinking about holiday ads, because we, again, know there are going to be a lot of advertisers doing ad campaigns, promoting ads during the holidays, then I recommend getting those scheduled as early as possible because of that increased competition from other advertisers. So for other themes, other times of year when you're doing flash sales, then generally I recommend at least two to three days. You want to get your ads scheduled, your campaigns scheduled at least two to three days before the campaign is going to start, before the ads are going to go live so that you can make sure that you've got them through the review process. You don't have any rejected ads, or if you do, then you have time to deal with those and submit them for hopefully reapproval. But you just want to make sure that you're ahead of the game when it comes to incorporating ads into your flash sale strategy. So step five, totally optional, plan your ad campaigns. So then step six is you're rocking and rolling and you start making those sales. So you want to make sure that during the timeframe of your flash sale, that you've got your customer success team ready to help onboard new customers, ready to answer questions that might be coming in. And especially if the if the sale goes over the weekend, we usually don't like to work over the weekends, but when we are doing some kind of sale or promotion over the weekend, then we let everybody know who needs to be involved to be on call during the weekend or be checking in to these places. So the places that we look at to monitor are all the social media platforms, We'll look at, you know, the com- for comments on our posts, if people are asking questions, if they're DMing us on Instagram or messaging on Facebook, asking questions, we're obviously monitoring the email inbox to see if we're getting questions as reply to our emails, which definitely happens. And then the way that we have our chat widget set up is that it will email us questions. So we definitely want to be responding, you know, timely to those as well, but those will come to our inbox. So, you know, just determine where your questions from your chat widget are going and make sure that you're monitoring that place as well. So this is over during the launch, during the flash sale timeframe. And then what else do you recommend people do, Sierra? Oh, I think (laughs) the best thing about a flash sale, and this is why I love it so much, is that you have the opportunity to, you know, go out and do something. So for instance, one year for Monica's birthday, her birthday party was at a conference. And so she was out of town and the sale was able to run completely without her because she'd already read and reviewed and approved all of the emails and these ads that we were running, she'd already taken a look at. So she was completely footloose and fancy free. She did not need to be chained to her computer. And we as her team were able to just facilitate that sale. And she's getting notifications on her Apple Watch that like, by the way, you're making money while you stand here networking. (laughs) And that was definitely a great birthday. Love that. (laughs) Always want to make money on your birthday. All right. So step six is to start making those sales, push everything out, let it rock and roll and, you know, have the money roll in. And so after... After the flash sale is where step seven comes in. And we, this is also an optional step, but a highly recommended step is to send a post promotion survey. And this is something that we started early on and it has been so helpful, so valuable. So what we do is a couple of days after the sale ends, then in an email, we'll send it to everybody on our email list where we, you know, promoted that sale to. And we'll say, you know, how do how do we word it, Sierra? We've got we've got some language that we've kind of altered over the years. So what yeah. are we saying? The the core of our email, it's a very simple, you know, thank you for 
being in this promotion, but we saw that you didn't buy, we would just love to know more. So give us a one-click response to let us know why you chose not to purchase during this latest promotion of Flourish. And the options will include things oh, like- hold on. I have mm-hmm. seen people send these emails and the subject line, this is not necessarily our, <laughs> our, our, our personality when sending emails, but I've seen people send out this email with a post-promotion survey and the subject line is, why do you hate me? And so <laughs> that, definitely, <laughs> that definitely gets, you know, it get, takes notice in the email inbox. So get creative with your subject line for this. You know, you can see if that goes with your brand. I think for our brand, it, it does not necessarily go with our brand, but we do in that subject line, we do, you know, make it clear that we have a question and there's also going to be a bonus. So in, in the email, we kind of incentivize people to respond by saying that they will get a bonus worksheet that is from Flourish. It's from the course when they respond. So when they click their response. So as Sierra was saying, we do link triggers in the, in the email. So we use ConvertKit. It's our favorite email service provider. Makes it so easy to do a link trigger so that then we can tag people with their responses. So the four responses that we generally have are time. So these are the main reasons why people won't buy is, oh, I don't have the time. You know, I, I don't have time to invest in learning this right now. So we make it really easy. If that's their reason why they didn't buy, they just click on it. And then we know that response. And then as they click over, then they're able to download that, that resource that we provided them. The second one is money. So I either, in our case, don't have the money for the course or I don't have money to invest in Facebook ads. And so that's a common, a common response. We'll see. The third one is the value. I didn't see the value in the program. So that one, luckily, we don't get very often. We definitely get time or money way more often. But it is something we want to know. You know, did we convey the value of, of the offer? And if we didn't, we know we have work to do next time we're going to promote it. And then the fourth one is, well, I just need help. I'm looking for ads management. I want somebody to run my ads for me. And that's, you know, definitely a viable response in my space where, you know, you may not be looking to learn how to do ads yourself. You may be at the place in your business where you're ready to outsource it. So we want to, you know, know who those people are so that we can follow up and find out if, you know, we might be a good fit to help them with their ads management with the ads agency side of the business. So those are the four link triggers that we will offer in our survey. So you just want to, you know, think about what are the main reasons why people won't, you know, buy or may not buy or may not, you know, get off the fence and purchasing your product and, you know, time, money, value, those are likely going to be common ones. And then think about, is there, you know, is there anything else that makes sense of why somebody wouldn't purchase your product? And so the way that we set this up is then we do the link trigger in the ConvertKit email, and then they click over to a landing page where they can download that worksheet that resource that we're, that we're providing to incentivize their response. But then we also embedded on that landing page, we have a type form form embedded in there. And it says, what does it say? It says, it says, do you have any more to share? Yeah. Yeah. So we give them an opportunity to share more. And when people, not everybody will do it. Not everybody will, will share more, but I know I, I appreciate, I like to fill, fill out a good survey and give my feedback. I like to know that, you know, my, my thoughts are going to be heard and sometimes they'll make it just like, you know, click here, click there, but I have more to say. It's like, well, it was, you know, maybe I don't have time, but there's also this, like, so oftentimes we'll learn more from people, which it'll say like, you know, it looks like an amazing course. And when I'm ready to, to learn Facebook ads, you know, I definitely want to learn from you. It looks amazing, but 
really, I just purchased this other thing and that's what I need to focus on right now, which makes perfect sense, you know? And so once we added that piece into the survey where I was able to hear, hear more in depth as to why people weren't purchasing Flourish, I remember the first time I ever launched it and the, I, you know, had a bunch of people join my webinars and then, you know, I had a, a small percentage purchase and then, you know, so many people didn't purchase. And I was like, well, why didn't they purchase? Don't they like me? You know, I really was taking it personally, but then adding in the survey component really helped me understand, well, it's not me. You know, maybe they do like me. Maybe they do like my course and they see the value in it. It's just that they have other things going on in their business, which of course as business owners, one thing we really struggle with is focus. And so we need to (laughs) focus, you know, on what we're doing in our business and where we're spending our time. So that's something I can completely understand. So anyway, a lot of times people will say that they are just new to their business. And so they're just not quite ready, you know, for Facebook ads yet, or they aren't making the money to allow them to invest in Facebook ads yet. So, you know, all of those are perfectly fine responses, but I wouldn't know that if I wasn't doing this step. So what do we do after the survey? Then after the survey, and this is, again, this is a very optional piece. If you have something like a smaller program, we have an introductory program. If you have, you know, a small bundle or maybe some downloadable resources that you offer at a very low ticket price, that can be a really good option to then move those people into a downsell. So maybe, you know, your major product wasn't the right fit for them right now. Maybe that's what they indicated on their survey, but then you can offer them, get in front of them one more time and say, hey, well, maybe that wasn't the right option for you, but maybe this is a better fit for where you're at right now. So um, if you have a downsell, this can be a really good opportunity to segue into that. I've seen people do this very successfully where they might have their big, you know, big major program, which maybe, you know, several hundreds or several thousands of dollars, but then they'll say, okay, well, maybe the big beefy program wasn't right for you. And so here's just the DIY portion, but you don't get all the, like the live event and live event days and like, and all the coaching and all, all the add-ons that are in the big beefy program. And so then that, that, you know, main DIY portion portion of the program sounds really appealing and it's a much, you know, lower price point. And so that can help convert a lot of people that knew that they wanted the program. They just didn't necessarily feel like they had the funds to invest in the big beefy program. So that can be, that can be another great downsell idea for you as well. So then, I mean, we just encourage you. So those are the seven steps to putting together your flash sale. And it's, you know, some of them, as we said, are optional. So I'll go through them again here as we wrap up, but we just encourage you, you know, do as much or as little as what feels comfortable for you, what you have for your, you know, resources available. Maybe you are the solopreneur doing this all of yourself, or maybe you have some team members like I do who can help support you and take on a lot of this prep work. So just, you know, do as much or as little as is right for you for your stage in business, but definitely consider adding in some flash sales throughout your promotional calendar. So the first one is to decide what you're offering. Step two is to pick a theme or key date to work around, plan, you know, the timing of your flash sale. Step three is to draft the theme copy start getting going on those graphics. Step four is to finalize all the email and organic social copy and those graphics. Step five is if you are doing ads, then plan your ad campaigns. Step six is to start making those sales. So hit go, get it going and, you know, monitor to make sure that you're answering all questions that are coming in during that time, but also just take the time to know that you've planned ahead and you can go out and enjoy yourself as you're seeing those sales come in. And then step seven is to send a post-promotion survey and then potentially offer a downsell. 
All right. Anything more to add, Sierra, before we wrap up? Well, I was just going to say, I think this is, I love doing flash sales. I feel like they are a really great opportunity to build that relationship and to convey a little bit more personality, to to be in tune with your audience for what they need at the times of year and you know the opportunities when they need your help or when they need your resources. So I think that these are a really, really great way to, you know, augment your maybe larger launch plans without quite as much investment. And they're so customizable. So especially if you are for some, you know, just getting started, you can pick and choose just the components you want, start building that rapport, start building that history of sales and then scale up and maybe add more and more as you get bigger or choose to reduce down back to the parts that you know just work really well for you. So I think this is, I love this strategy because it's such, so customizable. Yes. And just as you're getting started, you know, the first time you do one will be the bulk of the work. And then just know that it will be easier to just, you know, take what you have and then repurpose, update as needed, you know, edit as needed the next time. So the next time around will be a whole lot easier than the first time. And the first time, you know, maybe you get bring in a few sales, but also, you know, maybe you don't hit your goal, but just know that those few sales that you are bringing in, those are people that are now in your world that you have the opportunity to help. And so really be grateful for the people who are, you know, joining your program, who are signing up to work with you through your flash sales, and then just learn from them and, you know, really invest as much as you can in them and just know that you're laying the groundwork to really continue to scale up. And next time we'll probably go a little bit better. And next time probably go a little bit better. And there may be a time where it's just, you know, something happens in the world, which kind of deters everybody's attention. And so maybe, maybe there's one that doesn't go as great, but overall, if you do this consistently or fairly consistently, you can really see that it is adding to your bottom line and you're bringing in more customers and you're just helping more people, which is what we're here to do. So we encourage you to try this out, test this out if you haven't already, or if you have, maybe we gave you some, some things to think about adding into your flash sale strategy or some things to incorporate. So I hope this is really helpful for you. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sierra. It was always fun chatting with you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. All right. That's so fun. Thank you so much for joining Sierra and me today. Sierra and I would love to hear your biggest takeaways from this episode. Have you ever done a flash sale yourself? Are you planning on incorporating it now? Are there some steps that we shared that you're going to start doing going forward? You can share those with us in the comments at monicalouie.com slash the number 77, or you can tag me on Instagram. I'm at Flourish with Monica. As I mentioned, you can find all all the links and resources that Sierra and I mentioned in this episode at monicalouie.com slash 77. And I want to thank you so much for joining Sierra and me today. If you are ready to scale your business with Facebook ads, then check out my free Facebook ad starter kit. You can find that at monicalouie.com slash guide. The starter kit takes you through these six simple steps for creating campaigns that convert. Plus, there's an awesome checklist. You can make sure you've got everything you need before you jump into the ads manager. And if you're like me, then you appreciate a good checklist. And if you're interested in learning more about how my team and I might be able to help you with your Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest ads, go to monicalouie.com slash WWM. We have information there about our services. As I mentioned, I'll have all the links and resources that we mentioned today in the show notes, and you can find those at monicalouie.com slash the number 77. 
If you found this helpful, please leave a rating and review so that more people can find this podcast. It truly helps the podcast get found by more people. And be sure to subscribe so you can be notified when the next episode comes out. Brand new episodes come out every single Thursday. And next week, I've got another amazing interview heading your way. So please join me for next week's episode of the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. That's all for today. Take care, stay healthy, and let's flourish. 